Jamal and Kim's Inner Circle Health Tribe, episode 27. And I don't think, I don't believe that anyone can tell you um, how well your body works other than, you know, yourself if you know your body. It's time to reverse the imbalances in your life as you take the first step on your own journey towards personal change. Welcome to Jamal and Kim's Inner Circle Health Tribe, educating, empowering, and inspiring individuals to live healthier. Now here are your hosts and your guides to natural living, Jamal and Kim. Hi, Kim and Jamal here, and welcome to another episode of Jamal and Kim's Inner Circle Health Tribe podcast. We have another great interview for you this week. Today, we are joined by Hope Robinson. Hope, are you there? Hey, I'm here. All right, great, great. And I want to say before we begin, thank you for joining us, and we look forward to sharing your powerful, powerful uh, message and experience with our community today. Yeah, definitely. Happy to have you you on. How you doing, Hope? I'm good. Good. Yeah, we just did a, a show, I don't know, maybe a month ago, and we had on uh, Maha. Right. It was well, episode 15. Yeah, episode 15, and, and we spoke about just the the healing powers of, of birth on uh, so many different levels, and we spoke about so many different aspects of, of birth, and we have a lot of, of our clients at our holistic center um, that... Uh, you know, struggle with different aspects of it, or and they 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 want to conceive and they want to have things a certain way. So I know that this will definitely appeal to them, and I know that your your story will inspire a lot of people. So really looking forward to uh, telling your story today. And I just yeah. want to say this is this is a little different. Normally we have on um, uh, you know specialists. Uh, and practitioners and things like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, so now we're, we're bringing on, you know, a, a, a mom who, you know, she's she's a specialist in her own right, yes. you know, but not through, you know, the education system. She She's a specialist through life, through, you know, through life experience, mm-hmm. you know. So it's it's a good opportunity to, to, um, to have you on the show. Um, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. So um, before we dive in, Hope, what we like to do is just uh, just have our listeners know a little bit more about you before we dive in. Hope Robinson is a 29-year-old proud mother of three beautiful girls. Her latest addition naturally made her transition into this world three weeks ago. It was something she dreamed of doing someday but never had the audacity to do. It was an experience she'll never forget. So, um, Hope, can you first share, you know, your birth experience, your birth story? Um, sure. Um, well, as you already know, but I wanted to have a um, natural birth, mm-hmm. a natural birth um, for a while. I'm actually the third child of 10 children, and my mom had us all natural. So, of course, it was only right that, um, you know, being a mom, I would have a natural birthing experience. And um, it didn't happen quite the first time how I wanted it to, but um, on this time around, um, my, I actually was getting in touch with um, midwives, trying to get in touch with midwives so I can go through the process of having a home birth. Um, that's something that's not a natural birth. And um, I, did, I wasn't successful with that because I was so late into my pregnancy, but um, as time took its run its course, I end up going into labor, actually January 6th. I'll never forget this. Wow. Yeah. 
Well, first, let me just say congratulations on on that. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, congratulations. And before you dive into uh, your your incredible story, because it is incredible, why don't why don't we back up a bit? Why don't you tell us about um, your 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 first pregnancy with your C section? Because um, I know that you wanted to have a, a, a natural. Uh, home birth from the beginning. So to to go from that to a C-section, I'm I'm sure you, you weren't happy to have to to do that. And how did that come about? Can you can you um start from the beginning and tell us about um your your journey as far as your first pregnancy? Sure. Yeah. So um my first this was back in 2007. Um I was a first time mom pregnant and um you know had a very healthy pregnancy, all was going well, and about at around 35 weeks, we discovered the baby was breached. Mm. And, um, you know, I was told about all the, you know, the difficulties of birthing a breached baby and, you know, how it wasn't safe. And, um, you know, the doctors definitely, this was my first time ever hearing about a C-section. Um, I wasn't, you know, um, didn't have too much knowledge on it, but, um, you know, I was educated a little one. The methods taken, you know, to, um, for a C-section when a baby is breached, and I was given other options as well. And so, of course, I went with the first option um, to have a version. It's you know a procedure they do to um, try to turn the baby. Mm-hmm. And um, I was told then that you know even then doing this, that um, if the baby heart rate dropped too low, they would have to do an emergency C-section. Um, you know, gratefully the baby's heart rate was going up the whole time, but, um, you know, she still didn't turn. And um, after about three, four tries, you know, of them doing this, and it's a pretty, you know, um, it's pretty painful, mm. them turning the baby, and, um, you know, she turned back, and I literally felt her turning, and I felt her flip right back. Wow. And, um, you know, so it was a little discouraging, Um and so I was told about in two weeks, so this happened maybe around 37 weeks, and I was told in the next two weeks, you know, if she hadn't turned that, you know, they would go ahead and do a C-section. And, of course, as a first-time mom, I'm just like, oh, I'm just ready to see my baby, you know, go ahead, whatever you have to do, just, you know, get her out, mm-hmm. you know, to be all fast and everything. I'm sure they, they kind of uh, scared you into into feeling that way, right? Yes, definitely. Um, that's exactly how I felt, you know, um, of course, being aware now of how, you know, I wasn't really given um, the opportunity to, um, you know, just allow myself, allow the baby time to turn on her own or, you know, too many other opportunities. It was just kind of like, um, you know, you definitely don't want to, you know, more words or less of a retarded baby or, you know, she loses too much oxygen, she can't brain damage and, you know, as a first-time mom, of course, that's not something that you, you as a mom, period, you know, that's not something you want to hear right. um, yeah. or take the risk of your child with. And um, that's not something I was willing to accept or take the risk at, you know. And um, even my mom told me she had one of my siblings and, you know, he was breached and they yeah. told her that he would be mentally um, retarded. And, you know, he came out perfectly fine. She mm-hmm. delivered him breached mm-hmm. first and um, he was a scholar student you know so the chances of it happening but you know of course someone scaring you into it your first go around versus someone who's been having kids and you know your faith is there to actually deliver a breached child that's something anyhow yeah. um i decided to go along with the c-section um january 25th of 2007 and um i was excited at first you know i've had heard so many different stories oh 
you know, it's so much easier than labor and, you know, you're not going to have to worry about anything. Mm-hmm. Just lay there and they do all the work for you. They, you don't have to push the baby. They just take the baby out and, you know, everything happens so fast. And before you know it, you'll be home. And, you know, it just sounded like a... Like a fairy a tale. Yeah, it really did sound like a terrific thing. And I was just like, yes, I know I made the best decision. And, you know, I was excited. Um, you know, I was, they started the procedure and um you know this is my first time ever in the hospital having any type of um any type of surgery or anything this serious and um you know I wasn't scared I was just you know ready to see the baby however all of that changed um after they you know I felt them I was awake for them to cut the baby out you know cut my son again take the baby out and um I cried a little when I seen the baby, and then, you know, after that, I just remember blacking out, slowly blacking out. Wow. And um, when I woke up, you know, um, it was very scary because it was like I blacked out and, you know, time went by. I'm not even sure how long, and then I woke back up, and, you know, they were preparing me to take me out of, you know, clean me up and everything, and um, the doctor was asking me, can I wiggle my toes, and I'm just looking around like, okay, where's the baby? What's going on? What happened? Yeah. And, um, you know, I couldn't wiggle my toes. I couldn't move my lower body. And, you know, of course, I was a little scared about all of that. And they're like, oh, it's normal. It's just anesthesia. Basically, you know, they give you the epidural and then they give you, you know, it numbs you from the waist down. So you're literally like paralyzed. And, you know, you sign paperwork saying that if anything goes wrong, you know, which in some cases it has, um, you could end up paralyzed for the rest of your life or, you know, so many different things could go wrong um, yeah. doing these procedures that they don't really educate you about or talk you through. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so it's almost like you're signing your life away. And um, I realized that then after the fact, but, um, you know, I was very scared. I was in so much pain. And um, they were telling me like, okay, you know, it'll wear off a little at a time and you'll get the feeling back to your feet. Um, you'll slowly get the feeling back to your feet and, you know, your lower limbs and, um, you know, uh, they gave me a little button to press for morphine. It was just like, you know, when you feel, you know, too much intense pain, just mm. press the button. And it automatically gave you the, just hit you with the morphine. Um, and it automatically hit me yeah. with the morphine. It was a morphine tap. Whenever you wanted it. Whenever I wanted it. And mm-hmm. I was so in so much pain that I was just hitting that button. I was hitting it so much that the nurse had to come in to let me know, like, you have to give it time to read you know, yeah. to start all over again because we don't want you to, you know, overdose or anything or put too much in. But I couldn't believe the amount of pain that I was in. Yeah. Wow. yeah. And um, I, you know, I've, I've always credited myself to be, um, you know, to be high. I, you know, tolerate pain very high. But this was just something else. I mean, I was in so much pain. And so eventually my feeling came back to my toes and, you know, got the feeling back and, um, they wouldn't let me hold the baby because I was, of course, I wasn't really, I was still woozy from the medication. Mm. You know, so I didn't even really get to enjoy the first experience of, you know, having my child or, you know, I seen, I kept going in and out of, you know, I heard people around me, but it was kind of like a dream. You don't know if it really happened or if it was really happening. And, you know, I could see my mom and everyone around talking and, holding the baby and then I finally came back around maybe five, six hours later, I came, you know, back to my consciousness. Mm-hmm. And um again, I all I could feel was this pain and I was just still really, really sore. 
and I'm, I decided, okay, now I know what the green button does. I'm not going to press it. I'm going to just try to, you know, work through this pain. Yeah. And um, just for me to breathe, I could feel, you know, the incisions. It felt like I was just going to pop open. And, wow. um, you know, I couldn't cough. It was like pain. anything that I did was so painful. Um, you know, to sneeze. I remember I sneezed. I just started crying immediately. Yeah. It hurt so bad. And it was just like, oh, my gosh. And I said this. This is the first word that my mouth. I said, no one told me about the after part of the C-section. Right. Mm. Yeah. No one told me this. And, um, you know, my dad was there. He's he's a very humorous person. Um, and he was, you know, talking and saying things and, you know, trying to lighten me up. And I was laughing and I, I, I just was crying and laughing at the same time. And my mom's like, stop, don't make her laugh because, you know, you're making her, you know, she's in, in a lot of pain. Yeah. And then I had um, gas, you know, I guess from them opening up my stomach, you know, gas is in the body now. And it was the worst gas that I've ever had in my life. I was laying there and you could literally see the gas moving around in my stomach. And um, it looked like a baby moving around. Wow. It was really scary. And of course, you know, they gave me a um, couple of suppositories and was trying to do everything to help me release the gas. Could not release the gas. I was in so much pain. And of course, with gas feeling you and then having a new incision. So it's pushing against the incision. And, um, it was just painful. And so they're telling me, oh, you have to walk, you know, to help you get rid of it. I could not even walk. Yeah. Um, I believe my mom ended up warming me up chicken broth. And I remember drinking those hot chicken broth. And I think that's what helped me kind of release some of the gas. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, I had to take my first shower. And it was just all, um, it was a very traumatic experience for me. Very mm. traumatic. Um, just feeling helpless. I'm um, not being able to move on my own, um, needing assistance with everything. And I'm a very, you know, independent person. Um, I literally, my mom was literally washing me in the shower like a baby. Like, and I was just in there crying. Like, mm. I could not stop crying because I couldn't believe, um, I couldn't believe the experience that I was having. Right. Um, yeah. I, I just could not believe it. And then, you know, afterwards to try to walk, they wanted me to walk around the hospital to kind of get my everything working back again. And um, again, that was another painful, really painful um, experience. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, to this day, you know, my body still suffers from the, um, I have the lower back pain or the pain in my spine and just losing feeling in my my toes or in my legs. Sometimes I remember the first time I noticed it, I was driving and the car was slowing down. And I'm thinking I'm going the same speed as everyone. And I notice I'm slowing down. And I'm like, hold on, my foot is on the gas. Mm -hmm. And that's when I realized that I lose feeling in my feet. Mm. I lose feeling in my toes sometimes and I don't know. Mm. And, um, of course, I can't blame anything except my whole experience of having, you know, them put this medication in my spine that affected my lower body and my, you know, my feet, losing feeling in my feet. And I get the tingling feeling and the the jolting sensation and I'm um, all of this from just bringing a baby into this world. And, um, wow. you know, it's like, no one told me. So after that experience, I certainly was like, I don't ever want to experience that again. Um, you know, even the recovery to it, um, right. the recovery home, um, I needed assistance. Um, my mom was there. My sister was there. My husband, you know, I really needed hands on. I couldn't even take care of the baby, um, by myself. Yeah, And, um, you know, I was told um, 
they sent me home, of course, with a bunch of medications and was just like, oh, you can take, um, you know, a pain medications. I believe they prescribed me um, narcotics pretty much, you know, and I then they also was trying to prescribe me um, postpartum medicine because I literally was like having postpartum depression from all of this. Right, um, I would imagine. I would yeah, imagine. so they tried to prescribe me Zoloft and, you know, I believe the morphine or the, it was something else that was really, really strong and I told them that I didn't want to take it because I wouldn't be able to be a fit mom. I was like, well, how am I going to, you know, recover and take care of a newborn? Right. And I'm like, literally, like, out of my mind or sleep, you know, all the time. Mm. And so, um, you know, I definitely didn't take that. But, um, of course, I was literally limping around the house. I could barely, you know, I need to help getting out the bed, help getting in the bed, help using the bathroom. It was just a lot. Yeah. And um, they tell you about four to six weeks to recover, maybe about eight weeks. I can say that I recovered, recovered, but, um, I say it took my body about maybe two, three years just for my, my, um, stomach band to fill my stomach band because I remember I would be doing sit ups and I couldn't feel the, the, um, my stomach band, you know, going across your stomach. Yeah. You couldn't feel the muscles. And that was scary to me. I was just like, Oh my gosh, you know, you're, you're, I'm, I'm saying this because I was a person that um, grew up, never took medication, never took, you know, anything, um, you know, never was in the hospital or never had any type of situation like this. So I knew my body. I know, you know, I could feel the things that were out of place. You know, I can just feel all of this. I couldn't exercise the way I wanted to. It was very, very um, heartbreaking for me. Yeah. And um, like I said, I, I definitely, it definitely um, made me feel like I, that wasn't something that I would ever do again. Um, you know, and from that point on, I said, if I ever have another child, you know, I'm going to have a natural birth. Yeah. And, you know, of course, they told me that um, after having C-sections, most women, you know, you're not able to give birth naturally anymore. And this is really what they tell you. You know, right. it's not possible um, or they don't want to risk it. You know, it's a very high risk. And um, this is how they made me feel like, you know, this was impossible for me to ever have. A yeah, birth. that's that's what they that is what they tell um, women and you know, a lot of people, they kind of put their entire health and being in the the words of their medical doctor. And yeah. and and that and that's the word. So there's there's so many women that um, don't even consider or explore anything after that because it's they're told that um, it's impossible. And mm -hmm. and um, yeah, you know that that were you about to say something? So, you know, as for mothers, you're in such a vulnerable state when you're pregnant. You know, anytime anyone tells you that your baby is going to be injured or harmed or you're going to do what they say. And I think they take advantage of a lot of mothers that way. Yeah. But I think I in Hope's instance, she had the experience of having the C-section, experiencing everything that comes after it. You know, she knew, like, I don't care what you tell me. I'm not going back to that anymore. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? But it, a lot of mothers don't have that to reference. You right. Know I mean? And al mm -hmm. also, um, just going back a bit in your story, uh, you know, one of the things that, that we we knew and, and it really just came to light when we did the interview with, with Maha that, you know, childbirth and, and what women go through is a spiritual 
experience. You're having a spiritual mm-hmm. experience. So for them to, you know, just kind of just make C-sections out to be like this simple procedure, you know what I mean? They're, they're kind of taking away the, the the spiritual aspect of it because that's a part of your, your power, a part of your womanhood to be able to, um, you know, have that, that childbirth and not make it out to be a surgery because right. a C-section is it's major surgery. I mean, the levels mm-hmm. of tissue that they have to cut through and moving organs aside and things of that nature, like it's a major surgery. Right. And, um, you know, that is, you know, one thing that I that I dislike about the uh, medical industry. There are things that I do like about it, but that's one of the things that I dislike is that they make these very uh, complex procedures seem so simple so that they mm-hmm. kind of influence you to make these decisions. Like they'll tell you, oh, you know, we'll just remove this organ. It's not a big deal. It's a simple procedure. We'll, we'll do it in a day. And meanwhile, it's this, you know, major repercussions that we have because of those things. They don't look right. at the after effects. Yeah. Like it's it's quick to do the procedure, right. but the after effects that the person has to deal with in terms of recovery, that's never truly exposed. Like Hope was saying, like no one told me about the discomfort and pain I'll be experiencing for weeks right, yeah. after the fact. And years. Yeah, and, and years. years. Yeah. Another thing I would like to touch on with the V-back or the vaginal birth after cesarean, as Hope was saying, in the medical industry, in the Western medical industry, it is spoken about after you have a cesarean that you cannot have a vaginal birth. But I always like to pose the question, scar tissue is stronger than anything. And when you have an incision for a cesarean, that scar tissue is so strong, right. how can that separate? Right. They all That's the whole thing. They're saying, oh, you might tear from, at the incision point. And I just think, you know, how does that make any sense? Right. Me personally, just yeah. my opinion. So, so yeah, people are are um, scared into not even considering it. And uh, what was your so? What was your experience with the, your, your second birth? Like you already right. made your mind up. You know, the doctors told you that you couldn't do it, um, but in your mind, you thought that you could. Tell us about it. Oh, so I knew for sure. You know, for certain that I was not having another C-section. Um, it was to the point where I felt like, look, y'all could put me in a crazy house before I let anyone cut me mm-hmm. open. Mm-hmm. You know, that was just how I felt. And, um, you know, I had a doctor that was actually cutting happy. Um, you know, that's what they called her, the cutting happy doctor. Cause wow. it seems like all of her patients, you know, she just, they were all having C-sections. And, um, you know, so it made me um, aware that, you know, not only, you know, what you all were saying is that a lot of people are uneducated about um, C-sections and, you know, the terminology they use and, you know, oh, that's one thing they were telling me, the scar tissue, you know, they, you know, we have to watch you and, you know, scar tissue could tear and this, you know, whatever can happen, this can happen. And, um, you know, it was just something that I had to experience for myself, um, you know, being pregnant and, you know, thankfully it was six years after I had the um, C-section, so I did have time to actually heal. Right. Um, mm-hmm. My, you know, again, I carried well, carried full term. And, um, the, you know, around the time that I was due, the baby didn't come. So they were looking at me now like, oh, yeah, you're definitely going to have to have a C-section. And mm-hmm. I'm like, no, you know, just I'm willing to wait. And um. Thankfully, my doctor was out of town um, the week 
what happened? She was out of town the week that I, um, you know, was due. And um, she, I believe she had stripped my membranes to kind of help try to push me along into, you know, going into labor. Mm. And um, maybe a day or two after she stripped them, she told me that if I didn't have the baby by that Monday when she returned from her vacation, that, you know, they were going to go ahead and induce me. And, um, you know, go ahead and try to allow me to have this baby naturally, you know, if hopefully if anything didn't happen and, you know, they wouldn't have to have an emergency C-section. They kept throwing that at me like, oh, you know, we may have to just perform an emergency C-section. And mm. that was just terrifying to me. Like, why do they want me to have a C-section so bad? And then right. you learn, oh, well, C-sections are way more expensive than natural birth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Three, um, you know, four they, times as much. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, they could schedule it on their terms and, you know, and then, you know, another thing people say, oh, you can choose the birth of your, the birthday of your baby. You know, <laughs> or to me, all of that is not even worth it. Right, exactly. Not worth it at all. You know, um, so I, again, I went ahead with the natural, um, the natural alternative. And the, I was actually in labor um, one Saturday night. I was up painting my fingernails. And um, I didn't know I was in labor because I never got to experience labor, of course, because... I had a scheduled C-section, mm-hmm. so I never even, it never allowed my body time to, you know, um, to prepare for a baby to come out. Um, you know, I missed, oh, I missed that experience, and that's another thing that saddened me, you know, about having a C-section. I um, didn't have that experience, so, I, you know, it was all new to me. I wasn't aware that I was in labor mm-hmm. um, until maybe, let me see, this was around like 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning. I'm up watching TV, painting my fingernails, and I decide, okay, girl, I'll try. Let me go and try to lay down and went and tried to lay down. And, um, you know, I felt a popping sensation, and, you know, it, it was like the onset of my labor. I was literally, you know, on the bathroom floor, and then I, you know, went in the living room, and, you know, I was laboring. And I um, woke my husband up, and I started having the hot and the cold flashes. And um, I told myself, my mom told me, you know, if you have in labor, you know, make sure you take a shower before you go to the hospital because you're not going to have time to do that. <laughs> so I even, That's I even a mom like, response. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had time to, you know, take a shower and everything. Um, went and took a shower and, you know. Um, by now, my contractions were a lot more, they were a lot more stronger. Um, and um, I decided, um, my husband and I decided, okay, let's go to the hospital. He's like, hope, let's get you to the hospital now. And by the time I got to the hospital, I was at eight and a half centimeters. And um, not realizing that I was pretty much almost there. Yeah. Um, I told him, I was like, oh my gosh, I need medicine. I was like, this is a lot. I really, really need medicine. And, um, you know. Um, they gave it to me surprisingly you know I've heard stories where they would tell you that you're a little too far into labor you know to have the medication but they did give me the medication um, and um, you know it kind of slowed down the contractions and the pain you still feel it but it's not as it's not as strong you know and within an hour or two I was actually pushing the baby out Mm. and um, the only part about that was that you know they were telling me oh push and I couldn't feel anything right. um, yeah. because I was numb. So I felt nothing and I didn't know what I was pushing, right. you know, if I was pushing with the proper muscles or not. Um, and they're, you know, all trying to tell me, I'm like, no, push, push, push. And I'm just like, I'm pushing. And, um, you know, I, it wasn't until after that experience that I realized I didn't need the medication. Right. Like, mm. why did I even ask for medication? Um, 
And of course, in my head, I was always afraid of how it would feel to put the baby out. Right. Um, and I realized that the medicine, um, you know, it slowed my body down. It right. Actually, you know, stopped my body from doing what it what it's naturally supposed to do. Yeah. Um, and it definitely, um, it definitely messed a lot of things up for me because, um, you know, um, after all of that happened. Um, you know, especially speaking from this experience now, um, you know, I feel like the recovery time was a lot longer as well after having medicine injected in me because mm-hmm. like I said, it slowed, it slowed my body down and, um, you know, I wasn't able to do what I was, you know, made to do, but, um, you know, I've had a healthy, healthy baby. Yeah. Um, and I felt successful because I was just like, oh, I did have a, you know, I had a successful V-back and, you know, no problems, no complications, um, you know, none at all. And um, I was very happy about that. Um, but like I said, I was like, okay, now that I know I can labor, um, I'm definitely not having any medicine, you know, the next time I can do it you right. know, without all of that. Mm-hmm. And um, that was definitely my goal for my next um, child, not only that, I wanted a home birth. Um, you know, I was just like, you know, if I have a home birth, you know, I can control a lot more at home. You know, if I have a midwife and I'm at home, you know, and I don't have to be up under the doctor's care of what, you know, they're going to try to intimidate me with or make me feel like it's medically necessary and right. um, because I'm not medically educated on a lot of things, of course, that they know. You know, of course, you feel um, you feel like you have to go along, or like the doctors know best. Right. Um, however, I like to remind myself and others that um, you know they're practicing medicine. Um, you know, any doctor's office you go to, it's a practice. Yeah, right. You know, and I they don't think that. that I don't think that people are fully aware of that. They think that their word is law, or like you know, you know, they went to school all these years, you know for this so they must know and it's like no you know you can educate yourself as well absolutely you know, and, and you need you to want. right right mm-hmm. you know um i, I just want to say really quick uh because i know you're about to transition into your third story um f- first two stories incredible yes. um and you know you're you're this journey that you're going on is you're touching on all of the areas that, you know, women have concerns with that mm-hmm. are normally isolated incidences and you've dealt with them all. So, you know, this story is is amazing. And I, I just want to just jump back a bit of uh, doing your second pregnancy. Some of the things that that you spoke about that women are not aware of that I think is important to, um, to point out, you know, um, you you decided to go ahead with the um the the V back, which is which is a power a power decision. And then, you know, your your doctor talking about inducing. And um, you know, whenever you induce uh, you know, induce labor, um it intensifies it intensifies mm-hmm. the um the contractions and there is um a, a, a higher chance of you actually um, you know, wanting to take the um, the 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 drugs that um, that they offer you, and then you you spoke about actually taking uh, the drugs, which um, actually, like you said, it causes a disconnect between you and um, and your body. And a lot of times, for some women, 
it will actually lead to a C-section because right. they're so they're so disconnected from their bodies. So, you know, we definitely congratulate you for push, you know, kind of pushing, uh, you know, through that, even though your contractions had slowed down and it, and it extended your labor. Imagine um, it during that uh, during that process, if you didn't um, do the drugs, you probably would have had, uh, you know, the the, um, the baby a lot sooner. Um, a right. whole a whole lot sooner. So um, yeah. So that that you know that's that's amazing. And then you know so that brought you to your um, your next revelation of knowing like okay I need to have more control over over this situation. I need right. to be at at uh, at home. So uh, so why don't you share with us that that journey? Okay. So, um, you know, I wanted a birth at home. Um, like I said, it wasn't until later into the pregnancy that I realized, um, you know, from my past experiences and also, you know, while I was actually pregnant, going to the doctor and, you know, hearing the things that they were saying and, oh, well, you know, we still have to watch you and, you know, they're still working to trying to scare me. With, with, at this point, you couldn't scare me because I knew that it was possible that I could have a vaginal you know, successful vaginal delivery. Yeah. Um, however, I just didn't even want to be, I lost my whole um, desire to seek doctors because, um, you know, every doctor that I spoke with or, you know, that I came in contact with, um, you know, kind of got the feeling like, you know, they know what's best mm-hmm. if you're the patient and you don't know anything and you shouldn't have a say in what they're telling you. Um and so that didn't sit well with me. So, you know, that definitely helped push the whole, you know, I'd rather have a midwife, someone who's going to respect my desire, respect me as a patient or, you know, me as a mom, another mom to be carrying a baby, um, you know, and just respect my wishes. Um, you know, by now I had researched a whole lot into, um, into childbirth, birthing and, um, you know, into delivering a baby and, um, things that I didn't do with my first two experiences, um, you know, so I pretty much knew what I wanted and, um, you know, I was just trying to now put it into play and it was very late into my pregnancy that I was trying to do this. Mm-hmm. Maybe 30, you know, I was already, I believe into my third trimester and I felt a little discouraged cause I was like, Oh my gosh, I don't have a support system, you know, um, things didn't work out successfully with the midwife and my insurance. And it was just like, Oh man, like, you know, what am I going to do? And, um, by now my baby was, um, you know, the due date was coming up and made the due date. And, um, I was told, well, a little before my due date, I had an appointment that Monday and I believe that Wednesday I would have been turning 40 weeks, you know, would have been my due date. Mm -hmm. And I was told that if, the baby didn't show any progress. They were going to do some ultrasounds and run some stress tests. And in the back of my head, I'm like, oh, this is just all, all an excuse to work up to saying, you know, you have to have a C-section. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that was something that I wanted, um, you know. Um, and then the very next week, you know, the baby turned 41 weeks. And so I missed the due date. And I, by now, I was ready for her to come. Um, I really was, like, in a lot of pain, you know, just carrying the baby. Um, and, you know, at this point, I was just still very, you know, very had a very strong mind. Like, you know what? I know I'm uncomfortable, but she'll be here soon enough. You know, mm-hmm. I, I can't stay pregnant forever. Right. You know, and it's all a, men- it's all a, a mental, a positive, having a positive and a mental, you know, understanding your mental capacity, you know, your mindset. 
like, look, I can't be, you know, have any negative thoughts about this, you know, right. that anybody could catch me in a vulnerable state and talk me out of how I already feel or try to make it easier. No, you know, um, and that's what I, you know, had already told myself. And, you know, so I was at home. I woke up. Let me see. I was in pre, I want to say I was like in pre-labor because that Monday I was, I missed my appointment um, because I was out of town. And I had already started having, like, contractions. And um, my contractions weren't, they were consistent at first. Mm -hmm. But then they weren't regular. The frequency of them weren't regular. And, um, you know, I got back home because I'm like, okay, I may have to go to the hospital, you know. And they stopped. And so I was just like, wow, wow. But I would still have a contraction every now and again. And you know, it just wasn't consistent enough for me to even go to the hospital with. Um, so that Wednesday, you know, I called in that Tuesday or whatever, and, you know, I had to schedule an appointment. And they were like, oh, we want you to come in the next day. And I was hoping they were going to say, like, Thursday or Friday, because I'm like, okay, at least I'll have time. Right. The baby may come. And they're like, no, you're 40, you're going to be 41 weeks tomorrow. You have to come in tomorrow. You know, we have to see, make sure the baby is okay. And I'm thinking to myself, like, no, the baby is okay. I know that. She's not feeling moving around. Yeah. I've had no complications. I've, um, you know, seen a little bit of my mucus plug here and there. Um, but it wasn't enough of it for me to be like, oh, you know, I love, I got, I see my bloody show. And I think that's what I was looking for. I was looking for little telltale signs from, um, you know, my first, um, my last pregnancy, um, last labor, mm. you know, something to kind of tell me, like, I'm moving along, I'm moving along. And um, I wasn't getting that. So it was kind of a little um, unnerving to me to feel like, oh, I don't really know what's going on. So I really do kind of want to go to the doctor if they could tell me what's going on. And um, then again, I didn't because I didn't want them, you know, to try to induce labor. Like you said, um, the the effects of inducing labor is um, not only strong for the, it's not only bad for mom, but it's really, really bad for the baby. So that's not something that I was willing um, to go along with either it was right. I still was I still desired to allow the baby to come when she was ready to come and um you know so that morning I wasn't looking forward to it because Wednesday at two o'clock I had to go to the doctor um that morning I was up maybe like around five um you know and I couldn't sleep wasn't in turn and then like uh six going into seven I started feeling what I would say are real contractions. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm, um, I was just like, oh, no, you know, these are real. You know, I remember this feeling right here. And I was just telling my husband, and, and you know, I started timing them a little bit after seven. I, I was timing them, but they still seem irregular to me because I remember from the last time, like I said, it was, I was looking at like, comparing my experiences to the last time to say, okay, so last time, you know, when I was timing it, they were more consistent and they were moving more forward. What they tell you, oh, you want them to be to three to five minutes, you know, three to five minutes. And um, that wasn't happening for me. I would have one like um, every 10 minutes and then it would be like every eight minutes and then it would go back to every 10 minutes and the duration would be maybe about a minute here, three minutes there. The contractions were literally lasting this long. And, um, you know, I was like, okay, I'm just gonna with this. And I, you know, I lined my bed and I lined the floor and I was, you know, laboring on my bed. And then when I would go into, you know, have a strong contraction, I would get on the floor in a position where, you know, it would help me kind of um, 
to be able to tolerate the the um intensity of the contraction yeah um, because it's not as painful as people make it um i think if you panic it becomes more painful mm-hmm. but um you know relaxing relaxing and that's something that can be very hard to do um especially for people who say oh i can't tolerate pain mm-hmm. um you know and even if you can tolerate pain um it's just a uh, you know, relaxing, mm-hmm. trusting your body to relax and listening to your body. And that's what I had to tell myself. Like, hope, just calm down and, you know, listen to your body and allow yourself to relax. And um, right. like I said, I had spoke to, I believe you all called me maybe about 15 minutes, maybe an hour and a half after, you know, all of this was um, taking place, I want to say. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I spoke to you and, you know, I started having a, a pretty strong contraction while I was talking to you mm-hmm. and um you know just hearing you encouraging me to you know tell me to focus and um you know reminding me to focus because all of that really matters in that state yes. you know when you're in that place um to be able to breathe and to and it's something that you won't remember to do if you know you don't have the right people around to tell you mm-hmm. you know to do this and um you know I had my husband there and you know I would have covers on during the breaks of the contraction because you're cold and I'm shivering. And then I would take the covers off when I start having a contraction. I'm like, fan me, fan me. You know, he would begin <laughs> to fan me. And, you know, it was so, it's so funny because, you know, all you know is that you see these movies of how labor actually occur. Yeah. And you mm-hmm. think that that's how labor really happens. Right. I mean, you know, even down to the, um, you screaming and you want to rip <laughs> right. your head off. And, you know, <laughs> it's not... It's not that serious, but I can right. kind of relate because I remember he was sending me a certain type of way and just the sound of the paper was annoying me. I'm like, no, stop. You can't send that way. Send the other way. So he started sending the other way. And I'm like, I'm sorry. And I'm like apologizing to him at the same time because it's like, and he's like, babe, stop apologizing. Like, you know, you're fine. And I'm just like, I feel so bad because you don't know how to control those emotions or those feelings. But, you know, again, you have his mind over matter. You have full control um, I told myself I have full control over this. Um, like I said, listening to you guys and hearing you literally, and I feel that it was the energy you sent me as well to push me through that last um, part of the labor. I didn't realize I was that far into labor. Mm. Um, you know, because after I got off the phone with you, I lost my mucus plug. Literally mm. lost my mucus plug, bloody show, all within a matter of 10, 20 minutes. Mm. And wow. next thing you know, um, you know, my husband was telling me, Hope, you know, come on, stand up so we could go to the hospital. And I'm like, he's trying to help me put, like, he literally had my shirt open to help me put it over my head. And I was like, okay, hold on, hold on, one last time. And I'm trying to, you know, deal with the last contraction that I had. And um, I went to try to stand up. And I was like, I was like, no, I was like, hold on one more second, one more second. And I got back down. And I was literally like on all fours, um, you know, in my birthday suit. I was not playing. I was serious. I was in my, on my birthday suit and I had, you know, some trucks I had purchased and, um, I, you know, was walking back and forth. I had pillows in front of me. So, I, you know, it was kind of, it was very comfortable for me mm-hmm. um, and it made everything very easy for me. Um, and I went to get up to put my shirt on and I literally felt the baby head. I felt something there and I was just like, I was like, no, babe. I was like, we're not going to make it. I was like, we're not going to make it. He was like, no, don't say that. We are going to make it. He's like, wait a minute now. (laughs) Yeah. So I got back down and I was like, come look, you know, and he came around and he looked and he's like, no, what is that? And he's like, no, he's like, oh, stop pushing. I'm like, I'm not pushing. 
so, you know, then I had another <laughs> contraction and I literally felt the baby like sliding out. Like mm. it was like I had no control at this point because it all just was happening. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to do anything. I didn't have to one, two, three, push. The baby just was coming. And he was there, you know, and he literally caught the baby by the time I turned around and looked, he was holding the baby. Mm, nice. And I was just in shock, like surprised, like, oh my gosh, I felt bad at first. I was just like, oh my gosh, I didn't mean to do this. Like, <laughs> you know, I really wanted to get to the hospital. And it's funny because they told me um, at the hospital, you know, where I was receiving um, prenatal care, um, they were telling me, oh, you know, from my last experience when I was telling them that I didn't know I was in labor, they were like, oh, well, you know, make sure you come in as soon as you, um, as soon as you, you know, those, you start having contractions, don't wait till you, if your water break, come in. You know, they were telling me, they were just like, yeah, come in, don't wait until you were, you're crowning. And in my mind, it was just like, no, I'm waiting till I'm crowning to yeah. come in. Mm-hmm. Um, because I don't want you all to try anything right. or, mm-hmm. you know, feel that you're going to, you know, because they told me especially like, oh, you know, um, we may have to perform a cesarean section a lot of time, you know, the scar tissue rip or you may, you know, hemorrhage on the inside or, you know, this may happen, that may happen. And I didn't want any of that. But, you know, I delivered the baby right here. Yes. And it was um it was a very amazing experience because mm-hmm. it was just like as I was thinking to myself, I'm like, Wow, I didn't do anything. Right. I literally labored for maybe four and a half hours mm-hmm. and um, you know, I wanna credit all that to the fact that um, you know, I hear people say all the time, Oh, you know, I've gotten this while I was pregnant as well. Oh, don't do that, girl, you're doing too much, like, you know you pregnant, you know, even in the grocery store. Who's going to bring your bags? Who's going to um, carry your bags for you? I'm like, oh, I am. Oh, girl, I would not be doing that if I was pregnant. And um, mm. I, I say all of this to say, thank you, sweetie. I say all of this to say that, um, you know, being active is the best thing you can do with being exactly. pregnant. I'm not one to be inactive at all. Yeah. But um, I want to credit my being active to being able to labor so you know, for my labor to be so easy. Um, because again, first time I had the successful back, um, I labored five hours and it was, you know, very easy. And like I said, if I didn't take, I didn't need the medication. I didn't know that at the time, but, um, like you said, it definitely would have been a quicker birth. Right. And, um, this one was just, as, was just as easy, you know, it was, um, just as easy. And, um, again, like I said, I credit it to, walking exercising and just being active and not sitting and sitting around and um not doing anything it definitely gives you the um what you need to be able to make it through the labor right and to you know deliver the baby successfully yeah that that was an amazing story i mean it was so many points in that last i call it the last chapter right (laughs) (laughs) of your story um you know the first thing i want to touch on is um with the last point you just said about being active like if you're not high risk you know every mother's situation is different but if you're not high risk and you're having a normal pregnancy you know most people think of pregnancy as being sick and like sit down and put your feet up and but if you're, you want to keep moving, you want to keep your mm-hmm. muscles limber. It helps with stress. It helps with your emotions. And I know me personally, my family didn't know this, but I was playing tennis up until eight months. Like, no, 
They didn't oh, know. They didn't know. Competitive tennis. Yeah, I was playing. I mean, it was play, a little. Play, play tennis. She was on a Yeah, a I was playing league. like in a hot sun. I mean, I think that was a little extreme, but, you know, I played competitively and I played in a match in July for four hours, like a match before, you know, and. But it does help with the labor because if it's a physical experience, labor. And if you are um, lax and you get out of condition, it makes the labor so much more difficult. Absolutely. So that was a very, very valuable point to, to reference. And another thing that, sets, um, that sticks out in my mind was when you talk about the mindset a, a mother must have during her pregnancy. And this world is conditioned to you know, have you think you have to be safe from your birth. All these bad things are going to happen. And Hope, you were mentioning that you had to stay focused on the birth that you wanted. And I know I, we spoke at Temple before, and I was like, you have to have the affirmations and visualize the birth that you want yes. and surround yourself. It could just be one person and everybody else has to go, but surround yourself with people that are going to support your birth, your birth plan. And mm-hmm. um, I know when we spoke on the phone, like I knew because there's three stages of birth and you were in transition. So when we spoke on the phone, I knew you were at the end. And at the end, that's when it's the most intense, but it's the shortest time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I could hear in your breathing, even though it was so calm, maybe to you, it felt like very stressful, but you were so calm, but it, they call it the throes of labor. And that's when you're just like, I don't think I'm going to make it. Like, that's when you know the baby's about to come. Cause I went through it with Saora. Like I was at the last stage. I looked at Jamal and I was like, I don't think I'm going to make it. And he was, you know, you need that person to say, you can do it. Like go with the breath, go within and allow your body to do what it was meant to do. And that's what you did. Yeah. You know, that's what you did. You got out of your own way and you allowed your body to open up so your baby can be birthed into the world. It's such a beautiful experience. Yeah. It really is. It really is. Yes. Yes. And I'm so glad that I was able to experience it. I was like, finally, it was really a dream come true. Like I, I wouldn't imagine that I can do something like that and to know, you know, that I have it in me. Like, I was made to do this. That's really how I felt like, wow, all this time I was holding myself back. All this time, you know, with fear or just allowing, like you said. And I do remember that conversation, you know, just um, having that support system or being around people, you know, that's going to support you in um, in that manner. All of that makes the difference. It really does. And I'm like, wow, like, I got exactly what I wanted. I didn't, you know, it wasn't my intention to try to have the baby at home by myself. Right. But, um, you know, it, that's the way it happened, you know, and I'm grateful that it happened that way because I wouldn't imagine they would have allowed me to labor. Although I had written out my birthing plan and everything for the hospital and what I wanted and what I didn't want and how I wanted to labor. Um, I don't think they was ready for it. You know, (laughs) they weren't ready to allow me to um, be able to labor in the comfort of myself. And I think that's another thing that um, women need to be able to experience. You know, um, you have to know your body for yourself. I don't think anyone can tell you, you know, we're in our bodies, um, you know, for however long. And I don't think, I don't believe that anyone can tell you. Um, how well your body works other than, you know, yourself, if you know your body, you know, you know, what's comfortable for you, you know, what's uncomfortable for you, you know, and now comparing the two, you know, from laying on my back and being told to push, you know, it, the uncomfort in it, it just didn't work. And, you know, me being on all fours and actually just, 
not pushing at all and just feeling the baby come out of me. It's just, it's like, wow. Mm. Like, wow, that was just amazing. It's yeah. like, I couldn't believe it. I still can't believe it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Except like, I have the proof here. Right. right. You, you tapped into into your natural God wisdom of your body. This is what you, what you were meant to do. All you have to do is just mentally focus, get out of the way, and just let let you know that divine source take over, and right. um, and that's what happened. And when you when you're in a hospital and you're confined to the bed, um, it 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 dis it disrupts that level of harmony because I remember um, with Kim. You know, we were upstairs and, you know, she wanted to go downstairs. So we, you know, we went downstairs and she wanted to go into uh, her sister's room. So we went into her, <laughs> we went into her sister's room. Yeah, I attempted to then, go downstairs and yeah, I said, no, I don't want to go yeah. downstairs. And I had a contraction. I was like, <laughs> right. wait a minute. We went to her <laughs> sister's room and then she was like, I want to go back upstairs. So we went back upstairs. I, I, I want to go in the bathroom and sit on the toilet. I want to, you know, it's so we had yeah. the freedom to be able to do the things that she wanted to do, that her body, that her spirit was telling her to do. And right. and what you did was you tapped into that divine source, that divine intelligence, and you listened. You listened from the, your very first pregnancy. Like you heard that voice and you listened because it's so many people that, you know, they hear something, but the, but they're being told something else and they just go with the flow and just say, all right, well, I guess this is just, I, I, don't, I really don't want to and I don't feel right about this, but this is what I'm being told to do. This is what I'm going to do. And they stay with that and they keep doing that and you allowed yourself to grow and blossom and come out of that and you know at nothing just happens you know it's all divine because it, there is no coincidence that you know you started to uh labor you go to the hospital and it stops you know what i mean that like that is right. that's not just a, a random incident there's a reason why Stress. that happened yeah your, your baby didn't want to to come there they didn't want to enter this realm there you know it wanted to come where it was comfortable at where you were comfortable at and you put your mind your intention on it and and the universe conspired with you to make that happen and that's just an amazing story right definitely yeah thank yeah you. i thank you like i said i definitely credit you guys for being a major support well thank well, you you're welcome yeah. definitely i said um i you know just being able to hear someone else be able to encourage you and you know have that patience you know it was like that was the light like you said I didn't even realize I was so I was at the end of you know at the end of it mm. and you know to hear you give me that final push it was just like wow wow that meant a lot it really did oh thank really you did. thank you yeah and I know that this has been such an amazing story for you that it has inspired you to go ahead and start working on a book right Yes, yes, indeed it has. Um, I've I've recently um, been inspired to you know write a book dedicated to women, to women, to womanhood. Nice. Um, you know the reality of mothers. Um, just a real life journey into motherhood. Mm -hmm. Um, something that I feel a lot of women um don't share enough of their experiences, uh, or maybe are ashamed, or you know, or just don't know how to. Um. You know, I felt very much encouraged and inspired to share my story with um, other women. And, um, you know, just hope my wishes to encourage young mothers and mothers-to-be um, 
back into the traditional methods of natural means to birth, you yeah. know, and motherhood, just, you know, period from the before and after, you know, to breastfeeding and, you know, just, just everything natural. It's, it's just, it's just a uh, perfect experience, you know, for not only the mom, but for the baby. Yeah. Um, I definitely um, am writing, writing a book and looking to, you know, having a book out soon. That nice. is great. Yeah. Nice. Congratulations on that. And, yeah. uh, you know, Maha just talks about uh, just the, the, the healing powers of of birth. And uh, it sounds like um, it was a healing experience for you. Um, and uh, it you not only gave birth to your daughter, but you gave birth to a new you yes. uh, with with new purpose. And um, that's that is great. And I think it's going to help a lot of a lot of couples, not just women and mothers to be. It's going to help a lot of couples. And, um, you know, once your your book is done and you're ready to put it out, we'll have you back on the show to uh, to talk about it and to expose people to it. And whatever you have uh, going on, we'll be sure to uh, put that out there for our listeners. Yeah, definitely. Yes, thank you. So before we go, um, I just want to let everyone know all the information that we spoke about in this episode. And Hope, is it okay if we um, put your Facebook page for people to reach you at or did you want to wait? Sure, that's fine. Okay, so Hope's Facebook information, her contact information, we're going to all list this all on the show notes page. So, so just go to jkhealthtribe.com forward slash hope. That's jkhealthtribe.com forward slash hope and you can get access to all the information and hope thank you once again for sharing your amazing story it's going to help so many mothers and families to understand that they have choices in the birth of their children yeah definitely thank you again for allowing me to share yeah and uh before before we let you go are there any parting words that you would like to share with our listeners just for any mom that's out there you know or any mom to be, mothers to be, um, definitely um, listen to your body. And, um, you know, I encourage more moms to, you know, educate themselves more on the things that they desire, um, you know, before stepping into their motherhood journey, their journey of motherhood. You know, just read and don't be afraid to speak up and to, you know, tell of your desires, what you want and to stick to what you know, you know, is best for you or your child. Yeah, you know, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, well, we definitely thank you for having, uh, ha- we thank you for coming on our show. And uh, we we think uh, we hear the baby in the background. <laughs> we, we, thank, we thank you for her presence here and there when we heard her. So, um, yeah, peace and blessings, sis, and uh, we'll be in touch. Okay. All right. We hope you enjoyed your time with Jamal and Kim's Inner Circle Health Tribe. To keep you on your path towards a happy, healthier lifestyle, we encourage you to visit jkhealthtribe.com for a free copy of the eight effective ways to lose weight and keep it off, as well as more content to help you find your health balance. Thanks again, and we look forward to educating, empowering, and inspiring you to live healthier.